Don't you love that music? I do. Deep Breakfast, Ray Lynch. Uh, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, and we are talking today about the apocalypse and the second coming of Christ and what the inner job looks like for you all and me alls. And if you have a question or comment, we'd love to hear from you. Send it to Q at MasteringOurselves.com. We have our email up, and we'll see it when it comes in. I've had the good fortune of finding one of my um, gifts of my soul early in life, and I've been a psychic soul healer, a very grounded, solid, helpful psychic soul healer for over 35 years now. And basically, I had tremendous compassion build up at one time in my life, and it had to help people. I had to find a way, and so I dug in. A lot of people try to go to school and do this or that, and it works to different varying degrees. But what I did is I went inside, and the main course to this thing was dealing with my rampant, ugly ego. And it was big. And, you know, it's like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It was. You know, it was like, picture this, riding a just a wild bronc that nobody can ride successfully and getting back on and riding it, getting back on and riding knocking me all over the place, and finally we get on the same page. Which, of course, was Keith's one part of Keith's big challenge to ushering in the second coming of Christ because when you have an out-of-control ego, you ain't rushing, uh, ushering in any second coming of Christ. No matter how falutin your ambitions or idealism is, you're not doing a whole lot of good if you got this right. wickedness and competitiveness and, and judgmentalism and condescending running around loosen you okay so that being said um, I'm doing healings again these days and so you can call in uh, email us and sign up set up yourself for a healing if you want but that's all setting up this what I'm about to say I had a client the other day uh, call in and basically she goes I'm stuck. I can't seem to be get going. I'm just stuck. And, you know, it came down to she had a number of people with cords on her just owning her. Now, this is her path to the second coming of Christ. This is when she gets through these different aspects, she will begin to touch the enlightened level that you become when you're ushering in the second coming of Christ. We give you these examples that if you have something similar in your life, you might recognize it. Everybody's ushering in job is different. A second coming of Christ consciousness. Yes. Jesus exemplified it by being overshadowed by the Christ. He was Christed at that time. And now we're coming in at the end of a 2,000-year cycle for many of us to have something similar happen to us and as it happens on a mass basis uh, it starts catching like a wildfire and helping many people climb aboard if they're ready and willing to walk that path which is a real commitment it just doesn't happen easy okay so we had a a boyfriend that wanted a lot of her attention and wanted a lot of her obedience and got rather upset if she didn't do his way. And she had a son that moved in with her and gets a free room and board and, and uh, doesn't really want much of anything to u- do with her except for free room and board and take care of my three-year-old. Then she saddled with the three-year-old most of the week, uh, her grandson. So she's calling me, and she's just like, you know, what do I do? I, I'm lost. 
And, you know, it's hard to feel good about yourself because you don't even know yourself. And, you know, the the little meager uh, drippings of, oh, you mean so much to me and you've done me so much good by people that are using you every day doesn't quite cover the potential that are in a lot of us. We need to do more with our lives. And so she was suffering because she was lost. She had people with cords on her. That means they were just using her for them and there wasn't much of her left. So what's the payoff? What was the payoff that she needed to realize and decide to get past if this was going to change for her? There were three. One was she was afraid to make a stand um, that would get her life back. She was afraid um, that she was going to hurt their feelings. They're steamrolling her and using her right and left. The little three-year-old, you know, if he's not getting uh, everyone's attention, he just... He, he he gets it. He, he does something to get it. So she is more concerned about other people's feelings than taking care of her own. So her feelings are getting trampled all over, and yet she's concerned that she's going to hurt their feelings, when in fact what she's doing is enabling their dark sides. So then the uh, second one is, nicely said, Charmaine, second one is uh, she doesn't want to be alone. So... In, in the dysfunctional consciousness, I don't want to be alone. It's better to be with somebody in misery than alone, uh, alone. And then the third one was, I want people to really like me. So those were what was stopping her from getting her life and, you know, getting empowered and getting herself free. So she had to decide if she wanted to get past those. And... Um, so we came up with a saying about being alone. With loneliness, only we can heal ourselves by mastering our own wholeness. At best, others can merely pacify our neediness. I'm going to read that again. With loneliness, many of you, many people get lonely at times, but it's from there's not enough of you there for you. There's not a whole enough person there for you. So then we go leeching off of somebody else, desiring, and we call that love sometimes. Whoa, we're missing it. Okay, with loneliness, only we can heal ourselves by mastering our own wholeness. At best, others can merely pacify our neediness. So in working with her, we, um, so she goes, okay, I see it. I don't want that, that. I don't want the payoffs of it. So I've decided I don't want that. So now what do I do? You know, I, I can hardly think straight. So about this time in the healing, she's saying, I feel like I'm floating. And, you know, uh, the guides through a good healer will start lifting the burden off of you and get, getting your mind clear. So that's nice because she was starting to be lifted out of the problem and her mind was starting to get real solid and clear. And you know when you've been lost and trying and just compromised every which way and all of a sudden you lift out of that and you can see clearly and you can see that you're not such a bad person. Here's what I need to do. It's such a relief. <laughs> it really oh, is. So one of our first steps besides realizing where to park loneliness that we just talked about is... You play act conversations of beginning to uh, get these people out of your life. These leeches with cords on you. You know, the son gets a house, gets food, gets his, his, his son babysat. 
the abusive three-year-old that, you know, wants everything for himself and, you know, is just really an abusive child, you know, he wants every bit of her. And then the relationship wants uh, a great deal of her attention and wants her to agree with him and support him, not mutually. Here's the value of starting to have this conversation with each of these people uh, in your head first is because literally these people have psychic cords going on. So they, you know, when you start in your head saying, I've had enough of this, I'm not going to do it anymore, that literally sends a psychic message over to that person saying, you know, and they'll start getting this sort of, hmm, things aren't settled the way I want them to be over there. It's a heads up on a psychic level. You know, a lot of people, sometimes you'll notice yourself all of a sudden having this uh, spontaneous conversation in your, in your head, and you don't know where it came or how it started, but you just keep noticing it going on. And then when you start listening to the conversation in your head, you realize that you're having an argument with somebody, somebody who in your life you're having a dis- disagreement with. That argument in the head is a psychic war where the person wants to own you in a certain way and you don't want to be owned in that certain way. And so you're having this conversation with them so that they will get it and go away. So the same thing here is she has to start building her strength in a, on a psychic level and gearing herself psychically to take a stand against these people so that she can close them out of her life on the level that they're in and not own her anymore. Nice. So with her, her son had her on the guilt of um, family is always there for family. So we had to get that clear. And we talked about it. And I said, well, how is he there for you? He doesn't even want to talk to you. And she goes, oh, you're right. She had him really, uh, he had her really guilted out. So this was a six-lane freeway all going in one direction right. with no lanes going in the other. That's right. Family's always there for each other, and she, and he's not there at all for her. So he had her duped on that. The second one is uh, raising the child, and the policy we got there is parenting is not a par- popularity contest. So you're not always just trying to please the child and do what they want you to do, but you do what's best for them and you stand up for yourself too so that they learn mutual respect and you are respected. We have a lot of adults running around with the children running the home and the parents, you know, it's what you call parent abuse. You've heard of child abuse. This is the opposite, parent parent abuse, where a child has a parent with a hole in it, and they just make them eat it. And don't think a one-year-old, two-year-old, and three-year-old don't know how to do that. And don't think that they're just innocent little kids. They are smart little guys. Right. And I said the policy with the relationship with loneliness, only we can heal ourselves by mastering our own wholeness. At best, others can merely pacify our neediness. So she began to play act conversations as if they were really happening all alone, as if they were really happening with all three of these. And she, she's getting it clearer and clearer. And she's called subsequently, and she's getting it clearer and clearer. And uh, the relationship, she's already cleared out, and she's starting to get other things that own her time. So she has an excuse. It's hard for her to stand up for herself. So she has an excuse when she gets weak. 
to say, nope, you know, I got to go do my job right now. So then the son can't own her for him, can't have her uh, be the uh, nanny for her grandson, his child. And so she's beginning to systematically walk out of it. The last thing about this of uh, strategies and how to do this is on on uh, the relationship or the son, when they're being impossible and, and trying to override her strong enough and she has a hard time saying no, this is in her pocket always to pull back out. You know what? I've been unhappy lately and this really makes me happy. Don't you want me to be happy? And so then she gets to turn that guilt on them over and over and over. You know, she doesn't have to be some brilliant uh, rocket scientist to go anywhere else. This handles it. This makes me happy. This other makes me miserable. Don't you care about my feelings too? And so that defends her. And, and the only way they can go with that is guilty if they try to push it. So that is her route at this time to the, her second coming of Christ consciousness. If you have a question or comment, send it our way at q at masteringourselves.com. You know, those are her particular paths and challenges that she needs to overcome to usher in the second coming of Christ. We all have different ones. You know, one of the ways you can figure out what yours are is this. Here's a formula for you. First of all, you take a stand that you never see your life again as being a victim, ever. Here's what happens when you close the door on victim. Now you've opened the door on other options. Once you've, it's sort of like the other day when we were saying close the door and divorce. It's no longer an option. Divorce is not an option. Gonna work through it no matter what, one way or the other, divorce is an option. Well, victim should be added to that same list. It's no longer an option. Okay. Something just happened to us that we really didn't like. A lot didn't like. Okay, we've closed the door on victims, so what's left? What's left is, well, if I'm not a victim and this happened for a reason, why did it happen? Now, our egos are going to have a bit of a sputtering fest here because they're going to go, well, now, wait a minute. If you're saying something's wrong with me, no way, bucko. They betrayed me. They fired me. You know, whatever. They did it to me. But you see, if you close the door on victim... You can no longer point any fingers anywhere but yourself. So all that's left to do is say, okay, then why did this happen? you got to really get an open mind to start opening these doors. But the next question is, what do I need to learn? You know, people are going to say, well, you know, I can agree with that, except for, you know, like my father did incest on me when I was three years old. How can you possibly say that that was a lesson for me? He was crazy. Well, I'd agree with you that he was crazy, but that's not the point. Remember, we've closed the door on victim. You know, of the hundreds of people I've worked on that have had incest happen to them, and we go into the past life, Almost invariably, they have done really abusive things sexually to, to others. And so they need that to balance what they owe life because they have in, uh, a trespassed on the rights of life, on others, on innocence. So they're doing that to clear that. And the other half of that is learn the lesson. You know, the only way you're even going to have a glimmer 
of understanding that that's a possibility in your life if is if you remove victim from your from your vocabulary. That's the only way you can do it. You, you can't blame and you, you can't victim. You can't do either of those or you'll never be able to walk. And I'll tell you something else. You can process this stuff with a therapist or a psychiatrist or a psychologist forever. And you will not get yourself free of this until you own that it happened for a reason that you have a lesson. You can process it for 50 years with a psychiatrist who's Every the day. toppest guy. Yep. And you will never get free of this until you own that it happened for a reason that you have a lesson. I swear to God, this is the only path that really gets you there all the way. You guys are listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charme Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. If you have a question or comment, send it to Q at MasteringOurselves.com. You know, we got more. We always got more. It's always, always got more. Stay glued, folks. Stay glued. We'll be right back. 